What's up, fam? I'm your host, Jack Setterman. Join me today, and as always, my co-host and Jalen Brunson's longtime best friend. Yeah. Long time. You knew him a long time ago. Right, right, right. Friend. Right. Abe Granoff. Abe, what is on your mind today? We'll talk about the mystery of the Jalen Brunson signing and where he's going and how it's been kept under wraps for so long in a little bit. Um, but it's been a while, you say, as always, and I just kind of put my right hand up. I, I, I didn't show up to work this weekend. Sunday, Monday, I was on a bachelor party in Nashville. Granted, I almost died. I almost died. My Airbnb burnt to the ground. So I think I would excuse the day of absence. We were supposed to come back and record on Monday. I sent a voice memo to Jack of me attempting to say Lamar Jackson is a running back. And nothing was coming out of my mouth. I genuinely couldn't talk. Now I have to go into these. So did your opinion change or you just couldn't talk? No, I can say it loud and proud. Now Lamar Jackson is a running back. Um, Okay. But yeah, I mean, right hand up guys. That's, that's on me. I know that what I'm signed on to do and that's my job and that's the podcast. And you know what? I went to a party at a club during COVID and I got suspended type shit like Kyrie. Speaking of which um, this morning, Wednesday, June 29th. I had a hell of a morning, Jack. A little, little bit different. I woke up. I got out of bed. It's a good start. I went to the bathroom. And you know what? I ate breakfast this morning because you know why? Normal people keep the world going. But those of us who dare to be different lead us into tomorrow. I made my decision to eat breakfast this morning. See you at lunch. And I was just different. I was just different this morning. There's there's people on this earth that are put on this earth to be different, to alter the way that people think, the way that people act, whether it's making breakfast because it's the most important meal of the day, or it's starting a revolution. Starting a revolution, this foreign concept of saying, I want to make $37 million this upcoming season. I am going to be start a revolution of opting into player options. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. And that is what Kyrie Irving did. He dared to be different by being the first player in NBA history to accept $37 million and to opt into a player option. So, so just- if it's been a minute since Abe was on the pod because he was on the injured reserve in Nashville. We've missed a couple recently. So in case you've missed Abe, and you miss his sarcasm, and you can't tell what's going on. Abe is rightfully mocking Kyrie Irving, who claims he is super differentiated because Kyrie Irving op- opted into a $40 million contract. Congratulations to Kyrie Irving on that. And Fuck Kyrie. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, just... Hold on. Pump the brakes. Apparently, he still could be traded. So okay, well, you're for getting, the... you, I don't know how he fits with Brunson and, De, and DeJounte and quickly. So let's just skip that conversation. Small ball lineup. I'm right. just going to say I'm holding out until things are finalized that the earth may be flat. I'm now leaning. Gravity makes sense. I now understand all that. So before we go full on into Kyrie, let's address the chat. First question here from Drew Biggs. My boss just asked me if I can come in on my day off. What do you guys think is the move? Abe is currently in the middle of his work day and would not miss an, and would not miss an opportunity to slander Jalen Brunson. So if he's willing to come work work hard during his work day, then tell your boss to fuck off. Or, or you, yeah, you can say we're, he's going to text you, hey, we're short staffed tonight. You can give him all the damn, that's crazy. Good luck with that. Yeah, yeah. Send that message. And then Ryan Turner said, imagine deciding to skip the gym early and blessed with this. I hope you did skip leg day. That's always the correct move. Without further ado, though, let's get to this could be one of the more special episodes. Yeah, in, I mean, I, I, I just really do want to talk about Kyrie because I, I do hate people a lot and I never really hated Kyrie. But it's like one thing after another after another. And I think I think that tweet him calling himself different, which is the most out of touch thing from reality he's probably ever said or done, which is crazy considering he thinks the earth is fucking flat. Um, that tweet sent me over the edge. Not only are you going, that one really triggered you. Yeah. Real bad, real bad. You're going in front of the media hours early and you're being like secretive. You're saying different sides of the story will play out. To be honest, credit to the fucking nets. Credit to the Nets. They came out and said, we don't give a fuck. 
if we're going to lose Kyrie and Katie, we'll start over. And they didn't budge, and he just opted in. He did it. If because of that, and because of the tweet, and because of Kyrie's answers, and because we haven't heard from Kevin Durant, although he's very active on Twitter, is there a little bit of you that thinks this shit ain't even close to over? Or you really think him opting in says, I'm here for the next year? No, he's here to the trade deadline, for sure. He's here to the trade deadline. And then, but I mean, the Nets should, the Nets, Kyrie's stock is, albeit it's high because of the basketball player, but Kyrie, the person stock is a little bit higher than it was a week ago. Not in my book, but in the NBA's book. Like he's saying he's taking Stephen A's advice. You know what? I'll show up to work and I'll earn my money. First off, earn your money. You're getting paid 40 million fucking dollars. He literally made over a million dollars per game. Now that's that's not that doesn't impress John Wall, who makes about three million per game. But he's making over three million a million dollars per game that he's playing in. Abe, right now in your current cuck ratings, where's Ernestine Bayless, Kyrie Irving, and Adrian Wojnarowski? Woj isn't a cuck. He's just like legitimately bad at his job. So I take him <laughs> out of that. Uh, Ernestine Bayless. I don't think Ernestine's a cuck necessarily because like cucks get screwed over, right? By their significant other or whatever. Like Ernestine gets less time with Skip Bayless. Like that's a win for Ernestine. Um, Kyrie, is he a, he's just so, Kyrie's not a cuck. He's so fucking lost is what he is. He's a lost soul, man. That dares to be different. And then maybe I don't understand because I'm one of the normal people and I will not be leading us into tomorrow by waking up and eating breakfast and brushing my teeth. But Kyrie will be leading us into tomorrow by making $40 million. That is different. I mean, you got to give him credit there. There's not many of us who are, are you want to talk cop. And this is a nice segue into the Jalen Brunson talk. Listen, man, you are, are good at Twitter. You're good at attacking people. You have a subtle uh, condescending undertone in your tweets that makes it seem like you're being legit. Today was one of your most poverty tweets that you've ever crafted in your life. No, 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 Let's take it back two weeks. Let's take it back two weeks a week ago. Let's go to the draft. And you're like freaking the fuck out on draft night because the Knicks are doing all this shit solely to sign Jalen Brunson. So that's where it starts. And then it's like, it goes into, you know what? Brunson at 20 million a year, like the Mavs would, it's not Whoa. a huge, Tw- no, no, I'm getting, I'm getting uh. there. I'm getting there <laughs> at $25 million a year. Not a huge overpay. Then the Mac story comes out, which is just, like that's, that. that's why Woj is a cop. Cause that is the most <laughs> fake news bullshit. And you know, whoa, whoa, it. you He's better knock old- on with my boy. <laughs> He's the only one reporting near a max contract. Uh, the neighborhood. Okay, maybe I live four miles away and we're in a big-ass neighborhood because we are not even close to maxing out this guy. That that would be a $28 million is pretty close. So this is – all right, backtrack to – I want to talk about the tweet. That okay, which about. tweet do I need to pull up for the people? The tweet about the Brooklyn Nets and people talking about the 14th. Like, you are going – the level I'm actually proud. The level of spin that you're doing with this Jalen Brunson move, you're not looking at it just oh, did numbies. Cause that's why how you know how bad it was. Um, and I said this was an L, but you're looking at it from such a non-basketball, like you're going into the numbers. You're like, let's just look at value, let's look at how relative everything is. He's the 15th best point guard and making 15th money. That aligns up. Kind of does. Does it not? All right. So yeah. first of all, the tweet yeah, it's, says, it's, 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 it's good to look at says, one team in New York is Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and Ben Simmons. And Why do you include people... Ben Simmons' name? <laughs> because he's he's re- – think about it. Think about how relevant Ben Simmons was in Philadelphia and now how irrelevant he is now that he's in Brooklyn, not because of his play on the court. One team in New York is Kevin Durant, Kyrie, and Ben Simmons, and more people care about Jalen Brunson becoming the 14th highest paid point guard in the league. Puff emoji is that yeah. the puff emoji i don't know jack like, people how were talking that? about the nets 26 hours a day nine days a week for the last two weeks and it's over it's over and now you guys have just been in the news because for whatever reason this is the most blatant signing and case of nepotism that we have ever seen in nba ever. history 
oh ever. My God. We'll break oh. down the nepotism in a little bit because I know this personally because I grew up with Jalen Brunson. Um, and, and like, yeah, no shit. People are talking about the Knicks right now instead of the Nets because one thing is going on and the other is okay, done. Okay, okay, which is fair. And I will admit, I was engagement farming, and I always like <laughs> knocking the Nets down a peg and reminding people that even if Texas football never plays in a bowl game again, and even if the Knicks never play in the playoffs again, those two franchises will still be more relevant than ninety-five percent of your favorite franchises. So that's not with that being. No, not at all. It's absolutely relevancy leads, but, relevancy leads to poverty. Abe, this right here, Nick's for clicks is back because this is not that. Oh my big god, of a deal. Knicks fans are just hammering this 14th highest paid point guard down our throats. <laughs> no, 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 it's not the not fucking Nick's point. It. It's mid. It's the fact it's that you're bending. Okay, so over are we getting into it? Are we yeah, getting it's into the it? fact that you're you're looking at it at a microscope and this value relative to all the rest right, of the so league, let's and, zoom that's, out. and that's let's fine. Let's zoom the fuck out. Let's zoom that, the fuck out right now. That's this fine. is what has happened in the past. It's only been six days since the draft, and all this fucking mayhem has gone down around the Knicks, who, like I said, are more relevant than your favorite franchise. This is what happened. The Knicks had the 11th pick in the NBA draft. They traded four second rounders to get rid of Kemba Walker and get a f- and get three first round picks back for it. The options at 11, Jalen Duran, they weren't in love with. Like They just didn't love those guys. AJ Griffin, which I am perfectly fine with. No Knicks fans wanted any of those guys. So they end up with highly protected first, but like who really cares in the grand scheme of things? Three is better than one. All right, next thing that happens, Kyrie Irving saga. Knicks didn't want to make a move for Kyrie Irving. I still stand, Pat, that guys – you're buying the absolute nut low on Kyrie Irving. He played 29 games last season. He averaged 27 points per game. And that is still more. That is Would better. you rather buy the nut low on Kyrie or the nut high on Jalen Brunson? That's my point. Like, how could you not want Kyrie Irving? Regardless, I think there was probably a play for there if Kyrie wanted to come. But the Knicks have been as locked in on Jalen Brunson as I have ever seen a team ever. And it's for these reasons. Abe will be able to offer plenty of context to the situation. But in case you missed it, here's the situation. Leon Rose is the president of the New York Knicks. He is from, is he from Cherry Hill? Want me to do it? I got this thing down. All right. Give the, I know the, I know it, but I, you have an even more unique angle. Very simple. Give the whole breakdown. Leon Rose, president and GM of the New York Knicks is from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. Abe Granoff from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So there's how I know this. Leon Rose was my brother's head basketball coach. So this is how I know this. This is how I know I'm credible. Jalen Brunson grew up in Cherry Hill, New Jersey for the first, let's call it 10 years of his life. I used to play basketball in my friend Austin Wetzler's basement. when We were 10 years old. Jalen Brunson was there. I won't say what happened in the basement because that'll make the Knicks look even worse. But anyway... (laughs) Jalen Brunson, always been a basketball guy in Cherry Hill. Leon Rose played high school basketball in my high school. So did his son. Has been in the basketball youth basketball scene our entire lives. Jalen Brunson and the Rose family have been close since he was a baby. Since he was a baby. Rick Brunson, Jalen's dad, played in the NBA. At the time... Jalen got Rick Brunson, Jalen's dad, got a job with the Bulls, and Jalen moved from Cherry Hill to Illinois, where he didn't go to middle school, didn't go to high school, maybe became the Illinois High School Player of the Year, yada, yada, yada. During that time, Leon Rose and the whole Rose family has become – stayed in touch with Jalen Brunson. You're you're skipping one highly important thing here. I'm getting to Leon the fact Rose, that you guys hired his father. Hold on, no, no, no. we'll get there. But there's so much more. Leon I'm getting Rose to his son. Was a sports agent, right? right? And the LeBron agent James. of Rick Brunson. The first, the first client he ever had was Rick Brunson. So if that's if you want to talk about deep and family, ties, right? I forgot right? about that. Continue. Point. So yeah. Leon was the agent of Jalen's father. Obviously, they stayed in touch as Jalen's dad was getting coaching jobs that Leon was negotiating. Whatever they moved to Illinois, uh, Jalen comes back to Philadelphia area, goes to Villanova, plays in Villanova, goes to the league, gets drafted. Whoa, by Whoa, timeout! We're not going to skip over what Jalen Brunson did in college, are we? We know what he did in college. That's you can do two-time that. Two-time national. Champion. You can do that to rationalize the pick. I am just 
portraying the case of nepotism. Jalen goes to the NBA, gets drafted by the Mavericks. In the meantime, Leon Rose has a son named Sam Rose, who is an agent in the NBA, just like his father was with CAA. Take a guess who Jalen Brunson's agent is. Sam Rose. Jalen goes to Detroit, second round pick, makes the team. Nothing's guaranteed, but he's there for a few years. Sam's his agent. Then, boom, Rick Brunson comes back in the scene when Jalen's a free agent. Takes the job in New York City with Leon Rose and the Knicks. I'll mind you, Jalen Rose, Jalen Brunson, (laughs) now I'm getting real twisted, (laughs) literally goes to the fucking beach with the Rose family since he was a kid. Yo, this is so close to the Vesper, Abe and I. We used to be drinking Red Gatorade and vodka out of water bottles a a block away from Leon Rose's mansion in fucking Margate, New Jersey. Now I'm sure Jalen Brunson, Sam Rose, Rick Brunson, and Leon Rose are on the deed together. If you think they're hiring it for basketball, if you think they're signing Jalen for basketball reasons, you're out of your skull. It's July 4th. They're going to go to Margate, New Jersey. It's going to be a lot easier for everyone to travel so they can have a barbecue. They're actually going to be in Margate, Jersey. That is insane. All right. I do want to say. And the thing is, people think I'm talking out of my ass. This is genuinely all factual. No, this is this is like the least made up thing that has ever happened. So I want to clarify a couple of things because we just booked a nice deal with MSG Networks and we're, we have a relationship with the Knicks and and Abe likes Sam Rose. Like we've talked to him before. I have zero like actual issue with this. It's just that's why I think it feels and I use the word icky because it is the greatest display of nepotism I think we have ever seen. Now, it's, NBA because you, it's because you look back on this in a few years and when the Knicks don't do shit and Jalen Brunson was whatever, it's just like. At the time, it wasn't a bad financially, but looking back, why the fuck did we just do that? And it's like the only reason you did it is because of their family. Right. And and so it's just that the media has made it seem like we have moved. What's the what's the saying? Move oceans and mountains to get Jalen Brunson? Bridges We've, and mountains. Yeah, something like that. We've made like 18 trades, so it is factual, but we haven't really like lost or gained anything we've just made some actually decent moves to clear up cap space now but the thing the the reason that you know this is such nepotism forget the whole family part of it when the fuck have you ever seen such a blatant signing a week and a half before free agency be leaked to the media as much as it was people were legitimately writing the trades that the knicks were doing on draft night and the last sentence was disclaimer this trade is for Jalen Brunson. And the best part is Knicks fans wouldn't believe it. Like that was, I mean, we were staring this in the face like, okay, it's happening. It's happening. And people are like, well, maybe it's for Kyrie. Maybe it's for Murray. Maybe it's for Jaden Ivey. No, this is They're been, telling you it's for Jalen Brunson. They are like screaming in your face. So if you're a Knicks fan who doesn't understand that they're getting Jalen Brunson. Now, let's Could let's you imagine address- if they don't? <laughs> well, that's the perfect like Knicks for click situation. The media is like, oh, my God, the Knicks are moving mountains to clear cap space to sign like a a player. And if they don't get him, they'll make equal fun of them. So that's just like the middle ground of being a Knicks fan. Regardless, let's 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 talk about the Jalen Brunson signing. As we've stated four times today, I'll state it 98 other times. Yes, Jalen Brunson with this contract. I told you, Abe, I wanted it to be four for 100. A little bit of maybe sweet loving for you know Brunson and Sam Rose. Maybe that's why we got up to one ten. I think market wise, nah, he's probably. Hey, what I tell you going into this offseason, Jack? Salary cap's going up. Cap went up eleven million dollars. So he and and it'll be a elevator. So first year he'll be making like twenty six million. Fourth year of the contract he would make twenty nine. Average average twenty seven twenty eight mil, and that makes him the fourteenth paid point guard in the league. Is he the 17th best point card? Maybe. Is this how you have to overpay a little bit in free agency? It's fine. At the end of the day, the signing is fine. I don't love it for a couple reasons. One, I'm, I wanted Emmanuel quickly. I just wanted to see, is IQ the guy? Start him, play him 35 minutes a game. That's not going to happen. And number two, because of what it brings. And it brings immense fear. Because if this is the only move for the Knicks, then it's a disaster of a summer. It's a disaster of an offseason. Not necessarily. It makes that, 
It makes absolutely for you. it makes absolutely no sense. But as others have reported that Brunson is the you know has been the guy, they've also reported that this is just step one to the offseason. So if you you have many ways to go from there that can make this a positive offseason. For the first time in New York Knicks history, literally in their history, the joke about like, well, they've got young players and assets, it has finally come to fruition. Between Emmanuel Quickly, Obi Toppin, and RJ Barrett, you have players whose stock, I'm not saying they're through the roof like Evan Mobley or Scotty Barnes, but you have assets and you have 22 picks over the next seven years, something that the Thunder I saw that laugh Leon, at. I saw that Leon made sure to put that in his press release. Yeah, it's something that the Thunder laugh at, but the rest of the NBA. So going into next summer, which is actually the summer filled with free agents, and going into a trade deadline, where and they've cleared the cap, the Knicks are actually in a good spot, which is what makes the Brunson signing, you know, you fill $27 million of cap, it, it doesn't feel like it's any move, and I've seen it in the comments. This doesn't get the Knicks into the play, and that's fine. I agree with that. But they're set up for the future. So either don't, don't fuck it up, play the you're also kids. You're also handicapped for the future in the same breath. Like you have less money to spend on more stars, and you spent it on Jalen Brunson. That's why it's but, like the, the thing is, this like under a microscope, like you're saying, the signing isn't that bad, right? If, if a team. That was that needed a Jalen Brunson guy was spent that money. Sure, he would have got four for 90, four for 95 in Dallas. So it's three million more a year from the Knicks. Give a shit. The thing is, with all the assets the Knicks have, assets in quotations, with all the money that they have, they haven't signed any big guys other than Randall, 40 able. Exactly. Why is this the first move of the domino? This isn't. (laughs) Because there's a barbecue to be at on July 4th. And I'm fine with that. I don't care about the order. But just make sure that at the very least, the backcourt on game one for the Knicks cannot be Jalen Brunson and Evan Fournier. That cannot happen. If it's Brunson and Quickly and they're too small and they can't defend me and Abe, I don't really give a shit. But if it's Evan Fournier and Brunson, then it's a failed offseason. But I'm fine with Randall. I'm fine with Obi off the bench. It's pretty much just like, Get DeJounte Murray or get Evan Fournier off the team, and then you're fine for next season. You can develop the young guys. It's not – it's fine. It's all fine. Everyone needs to understand. This We're is, all this fine. Is, this is the, this until, is the meme of the little puppy sitting in the burning fire room. Yeah, it's all fine until what probably will play out is a disaster. But until we get there, I'll, we need to I don't, relax. I would actually That's think fine. a disaster is better than trading Fournier and mediocrity. Because Leon would get fired if this year was a disaster, maybe. Yeah, we we need to we need to. Could you imagine how you could spin going into next year with let's call it twenty four picks, more cash, and a new Mm. GM? Please, Jack. No, no, I'm fine with Leon. That's the thing. I am fine with Leon. He's had a plan. The only he's had a plan, which is rare. And if he actually has a plan B, which would never happen in Nick's history, that would be awesome. Let me go no. get my boy. And he did. <laughs> the plan is over. And, but but it seems like it's actually going to work, which I, which is rare. So my point is... By the way, Sam Rose always also represents Obi. Yeah, he, <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. The, the thing is, the only upsetting part is that everyone knew that the offseason last year was terrible. And now they're like making reparations for it. And that's what was frustrating was like, you would have loved to see Leon. They built somehow luck box into it. And they would, it would have been perfect if they just didn't sign Burks for who's actually fine. But like the Fournier, they were bidding against themselves. Extending Noel was crazy. Bringing back Taj. Like I am so happy currently as it exists today, like IQ and Obi would have to play minutes. They finally got rid of the vet. So the Knicks are good. Uh, be careful, Thibs. The Knicks are what? I know. The Knicks are good to go. Not good. The Knicks are good to go. As yes, it currently the Knicks stands. can field a roster to play on day one. JB13. Let's see how it plays. JB13. I'll, I'll, lasting words on Jalen Brunson. He's a winner. He's young. He's left-handed. So the lefty Knicks are, are well and alive. And Abe's a lefty too. And the Knicks have not he hasn't had been a arrested. starting point guard in two decades 
the the all-time leading point guards for assists in the last 15 years. Carmel, sorry, not point guards, players. Carmelo Anthony, Raymond Felton, Jamal Crawford, and Julius Randle. Think about that. So if we there's could have Hall, a Jack, there's two Hall of Famers on that list. <laughs> if we could have a half decent point guard, which 14th in the league is, I thought you did. I'm fine with it. I thought so you did. Quickly? Yeah, we do. I just, I would like both. I'm fine with having two. Like, and Derrick Rose is back. I'm fine with all of them. It's fine. All right, we move on. I mean, we'll keep it a little bit next. Dejounte Murray, Abe, what's your What's your read on what's going on right now, right? No like, there's read. no like, way. There's no way it's Gallo in three picks. Now they're asking for all these picks with no protections. The Spurs want to blow it up to get this Victor Wendabubudi out of France, who's apparently, I've heard, KD, LeBron, and Rudy Gobert in one. I don't know how Rudy Gobert gets thrown in the mix with those two names. Well, he's, he's he's top 10 paid player, so maybe they're just saying he's going to get paid okay. a lot too. Okay, so – I have no idea. All right, and Jack left, so he just went in the kitchen. I think he forgot that he's on a live stream. Uh, what do I make of the DeJounte Murray? I, I mean, I get it. Like This is like how I feel about teams like the Raptors, the teams like uh, maybe Chicago. If you can't go – if you can't be relevant, like the Spurs can't be re- really relevant anymore, why have max players on your team? Like there's no point to have one or two subpar max guys like Van Fleet, Siakam, DeJounte in San Antonio. It's like, yeah, go deal them and start over. Like you're just put yourself in this purgatory. What doesn't make sense to me is that the packages that are being reported. And I don't know what, like, like I would say the Spurs are leaking this, but like that gives them no extra leverage if they're leaking a shit package. Like, if you're a team who could use a guy like DeJounte Murray, who's an all-star, all-NBA, triple-double threat on any night, no shit you're picking up the phone and saying three first and a mid-rotation player for this guy. Abe, my gut instinct, who's the GM in San Antonio? It's not Pop, is it? Let's just call it Pop. All right, let's call it Pop. But my gut instinct is that Pop is kind of like you and I. So let's let's go through an exercise. A legend. The Knicks. That's legend. Yeah, makes yeah. sense. It, I'm the Knicks GM and Sixers GM, right? And so you have DeJounte Murray on your team. Or Tyrese Maxey. We'll just use it like that. I call you. Hey, what's up, buddy? How you doing? Longtime best friend. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, what's it take for, for Maxey? You respond. Three you, first. No, I respond. What do you got? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not showing my hand first. Okay. All right. Fine. Fine. You want it? That's fine. Hold the leverage. I go, I got three first. One of them's protected and I'll trade you uh, Alec Burks. And you say, I got a dial tone. You say, dude, you're insane. I'm like, no dude, that's Maxi's value. And he's like, fine, watch this. And you just leak the offer. And then we both see what Twitter thinks. And that's my gut feeling on like what happened because. So you think, think he was just, they, they, they leaked it as pettiness to show like a fuck you to the Hawks that offered that's that. That's my feeling. Or like you really think this is value. Let's exactly. watch. Let's watch. Um, Isn't that what you would Fib- do? Fibel MVP season. <laughs> give his comment. Isn't that exactly what you would do? Yeah. Like if I have a disagreement in my fantasy football draft or trade, I'll make a poll. Right. It, that is, so that is what I think happened. And because the media was about 90%, this is dumb as hell. Then the the report the next day came out that it would take four first round picks. And now it's come more to like, okay, maybe if you, unless you're a you piece think of Pop just not... texted, You think Pop just texted a guy in Atlanta and it was just like, told you dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of my thought process here. So, I mean, outside I of think... that, it makes no sense. Any team in the league who has three first round picks and fucking Furcon Cork mods, if that's the deal being reported, should call the San Antonio Spurs and try and get DeJounte Murray. <laughs> and that was that was what I was gonna rant about a couple of days ago, but I called myself because I, I realized that it was just pop no, you, tweeting you, you, you. No, you did rant. No, actually, but it was no no it was your calm. rant you, it your was rant calm. no, but your rant is legitimately like still possible. Like you said, if DeJounte Murray goes for three picks in Gallinari and the Knicks sign Jalen Brunson to four years, $110 million, you're going to be done with the Knicks. You said that on your, you said that on the number one sports Snapchat in the world. I did because Jack, that is because I don't think it's happening, but it's very much still in the cards. 
Yeah, that I mean, you admit like that would be just stupid. Who wouldn't who wouldn't do that trade? Anyways, uh, all right. So that that's the shot. They didn't want to part with Grimes and three first. <laughs> uh, Kyrie Irving, you think he's just being different, but he's staying in Brooklyn. No, he know, thinks he's le- being different. At least till the deadline. I don't think it's over. The Lakers just don't seem to have anything and they they actually seem like the only team intrigued by Kyrie. What's your what's your feeling? You think Kyrie saga's done? Durant? Yeah, I think it's done and it was a weird case of Kyrie using the Lakers to get leverage but ended up gaining no leverage because I'll give credit to the Brooklyn Nets. They put their dick on the table. They were like, "All right, go. We'll figure this thing fucking out." We fucked it up once before and we built it back up. Let's see if we can do it again. But the, the scary part is, and the people that you should feel most bad about this Kyrie saga are the Houston Rocket fans. The Houston Rocket fans, amidst Kyrie and Kevin Durant leaving, had they, would have become the next NBA dynasty. They own every pick until Bronny James gets inducted into the Hall. Well, of I think when do they first get the picks? I think it's not like till next like year. Is it? Yeah, but but three of them are like 25, 27. I think you can't Jack, trade. Ow, my jaw. Did you hear that in the mic? No. Oh, run that audio back in slow-mo. I think my jaw just popped in the microphone. That hurt. Anyway, but it doesn't, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it took seven years plus for the Nets to build up the Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, Ray Allen disaster or whoever. Like, it's just what's going to happen. I'm I'm just saying. I think the Rockets are still fine. Like fine, ben's, but they were about to be lit. Yeah, they they were about to be lit. Uh, the, another point on and the, we didn't get Ben Simmons' team. I know that uh, there'll be times though. There'll be times. Uh, Knicks for clicks because there's a team in in Detroit, Michigan, who's who building no one, something who no one cares about because they're currently in a bidding war of themselves and they can't decide, should we pay Deandre Ayton? Should we pay miles bridges? Abe, I think, I think I want to change my personal poverty uh, signing from the team who pays miles bridges, the max deal. It's going to be the Hornets. It's going to be the Hornets, but I think he's re-signing with the Hornets. I don't think so, but yeah, I do. But have you seen there's a team who's had, Crazy odd shifts. I'm talking Paolo Banchero odd shift to sign DeAndre Ayton. That's the Brooklyn Nets. That was that was when the Kyrie Irving thing was happening. I think the odds still remain the same. I mean, they might, but they're offshore stuff. I I think that it's it seems like Detroit is the destination. I mean, the tr- the Detroit is the place where non-max players go to get max money. Yeah. And that's fine. That's their identity. But they're also building something. Watch out for that Cunningham Ivy backcourt. It's it's funny. I was on a stream last night and someone said, are the Detroit Pistons good now? I said, don't do this. Would you don't. have rather had Ivy and Quickly or Brunson and Fournier as your starting backcourt going in next I mean, year? You know the answer to that. <laughs> you know the answer Just say that. it. Uh, Hunter says, as a native Phoenix resident, I just wish they'd give eight in the max extension, but then they'd have to depart with some of their key role players. Phoenix resident, not Phoenix Sun fan. Got it. I, I think he was saying he is a Phoenix Sun fan in that statement. You don't want DeAndre Ayton on a max because losing any form of McCall Bridges, campaign, Cam Johnson, I know those guys are replaceable. It's more so you just don't want to let's what could be a good exercise right now is actually just going through and, and giving some context because I was actually defending your Philadelphia 76ers this morning because people said that how is PJ Tucker getting ten million dollars a year? Well, for, for first off, Danny Green was getting $10 million last year. Exactly. Nobody had a peep. But first, let's acknowledge the greatness that is John Wall, James Harden, Russell Westbrook, who will be literally stealing okay, $47 relax. million dollars in 2022. Uh, the other, I mean, shout out Clay Thompson. He's definitely a little overpaid. And Tobias Harris, of course, one of the most legendary contracts. I mean, I didn't time. see you. I didn't see you utter Anthony Davis or Rudy Gobert's name at all. So a little consistent. Shout out, shout out, Kemba Walker. Somehow making thirty-seven <laughs> beans this year. Uh, but but as you see, these are all all stars besides Kristaps Porzingis um, up here. So 
right here at 34, things get interesting with D'Angelo Russell. He's supremely overpaid as a point guard. And then below that, you have the the Max guys who Max before the cap went up of Bam and Fox and Tatum and Mitchell. And then it starts to just get crazy at Julius Randle. So this is why I said this morning, the Julius Randle contract, especially this year, He's set to make $24 million, less than Al Horford, less than Kyle Lowry, right in line with John Collins. Like everyone thinks John Collins is an asset you need to trade for. And everyone thinks we need to attach picks to Julius Randle. I don't quite see it that way. Mike Conley was bad. No one's Brogdon. Vucevic can't guard Abe. Rozier. So once you get into this, you know, 50 and below, it's kind of a shit show of different contracts. But if you go all the way down to 125 or 127, $10 million a year, like had you getting Danny Green, Alec Burks, Reggie Bullock, Jay Crowder, Derek Favor. So PJ Tucker definitely is is worth the $10 million. And I just think it, it's important for people to remember that 10 million with a 10 million cap increase isn't what 10 million used to be. Like Otto Porter, Abe, when he got that max contract with the Wizards, I think it was like four for a hundred. Like it, it's less than like four you know, for one twenty, I think, or something. Yeah, but still, it's. It, I mean, it was a terrible contract. Don't get it twisted. But today, these guys, Steph is going to make fifty million a year, and the old max used to be thirty. So, just important for some people. Yeah, you're talking about my guy PJ Tucker getting ten million dollars. If we get him, great. We need a guy like that. If we don't, great. He's thirty-seven, and I don't really care. Fucking John Wall just got paid forty-five million not to play. That's you're talking about sick. PJ Tucker. Please get my man's name out your mouth. Yeah. So, so for the Sixers, Abe Tucker's obviously been the rumor. You guys added DeAnthony Melton on, on draft day. Shake seems like he might stay around. Could be traded though. It doesn't seem like there's a big move that's coming for the Sixers. Although you're you never know. What's, what's the, what's the worry around? For I mean, the only thing that has been a blatant more signing than Brunson to New York has been PJ Tucker to Philadelphia and bead vouched for him. The second after we lost game six to Miami said, we need a guy like that. We need toughness. He's got the connection to Maury. He's got the connection to hard and it makes sense. What's next is within the next few hours. I don't know what it is. Harden has to decide if he opts into 47 million. If he does do that, more moves need to be made to clear space for PJ Tucker. That's the funniest part. We've been getting tweets that PJ Tucker is expected to sign three for 30 with the Sixers. The Sixers don't have that money yet. The Sixers need to do stuff. Like if that just shows you that tampering exists in the NBA, then I don't know. But so Harden has to decide whether to opt in or not. Woj, albeit really sucks at his job and an awful insider, was on ESPN this morning saying, hold the phone. Harden's not going to opt in. He's working with Daryl. He's working with the team. He's working with the the CFO at Fanatics uh, to try and pipeline some money elsewhere that he may opt out and sign a more team-friendly deal. Let's call it, instead of 47, we'll call it 40, three for 120. That makes it easier to sign P.J. Tucker and to do other stuff, but that's what's going to happen. Now, the rest of the offseason, who the fuck knows? Who knows? Daryl Morey's a crazy fuck. The biggest move that I could see happening is Tobias leaves. Tobias gets traded. Other than that, like there's not much more room. And I didn't think you can say what you want. I still don't think we're far off. I think we're right there and we're contenders with a healthy roster as is. Just keep your fucking mouth shut. All right. You can do it during the NBA preview. So like when you get to that level, it's just improving on the margins where you need certain things. And that's where PJ Tucker comes in. I think Add shooting, add spacing for Harden, adds defense, adds a toughness that we haven't had. And yeah, so like I don't expect that much more. The big question is, well, do we dish Matisse or not? Get the fuck out, Matisse. I don't care. Like if you're going to like shoot the fucking ball and make it. Other than that, your defense doesn't help us. You're a liability. So I wouldn't expect that much more. But in the same breath, I'm cautious because Daryl's sick in the head. Yeah, most playoff teams have been pretty quiet. Suns not re-signing Aiton. You've got the Sixers who are making this incremental move. Miami's Heat, doing nothing. Just Boston Boston literally hasn't done a single thing. And I actually thought Burks would be pretty interesting for them. Although him and D. White probably assume the same role. You've got the Bucks who have rumored maybe they would like D. Rose, but that's pretty much it. So it's normally the teams 
that are going to sign these big free agents that weren't in the playoffs. And then the tinkering happens. I could see a world where I agree with you. You guys aren't technically far off. Maxi's a good player. Harden, TBD on what is actually going to come. And I think you can even admit that. Embiid, you know what you're going to get. No, I know what I'm going to get. The reason with Tobias, it feels like when it comes to the trade deadline, you're just going to want the freedom to make the moves. And the Sixers with those three can get to a decent record going into the deadline. But if, I don't know, Kyrie does become available, who even knows? We can Dude, look I saw next- you justifying the Randall contract as he's going to be like not the first, second, or third scoring option. So who cares? Same thing with Tobias, the fourth fucking scoring option on the team. Well, I just think you could use $37 million. And I think you could use $28 million better. But here we are with Tobias Harris and Jalen Brunson. Yeah. So so next offseason, you've got LeBron as a free agent. Come home, LeBron. You always love the Mecca. Harden currently. Russ currently. Middleton. Like, I don't know. Could they swap Tobias and Middleton with picks at the deadline? Probably not. But maybe Wiggins. Uh Horford back home in Philly. Jeremy Grant got traded this offseason. So, like, it's not the prettiest, but there, there's still pieces to be had. And, yeah, and, and I think Daryl would like the The fact the that people are bitching about the P.J. Tucker contract, if P.J. Tucker doesn't come to Philadelphia, he goes to Miami, Brooklyn, or Milwaukee. Like, there's a price to pay to keep somebody from a contender. That's true. That's now, true. will that be the right move in, in the grand scheme of things? Maybe not. But there's a price to pay. Chris Mendez says, Jack, kick him out. He's a biased 76ers fan and swears everything is good, going good for them. Uh, I like this guy. Yeah. I'm not keep mad. Trig- keep trig- keep trig- I'm not mad. <laughs> <laughs> you seem mad. Dylan's a, he's a big-time fan, although that profile picture is going to make get it Dylan, Get that off. Get that shit off. My he screen. says that I think the Sixers will meant end up making a surprise deal for Beal and Tobias. Um, I just I, see, I think Brad, Bradley Beal is the most, I'm not a bag chaser, bag chaser of all time. Yeah. There's nobody more that talks himself that I want to win so bad, but let me just keep making bank in the district of Columbia. So I think Brad Beal signs that five for two forty eight or whatever it is. Yeah. Because I mean, why the fuck wouldn't you want $250 million? <laughs> I know I would. Yeah, can't front on them. The other teams around the league, we've got the Bulls. Um, you're you're in you're in purgatory. We, we've got the Clippers. Oh, this uh, was my favorite, Jack. This was my favorite. Yeah, this this this, this reminds me of like the Demarcus Cousins to the Warriors, Boogie to Denver, the Lakers. When an old good player, granted John Wall was maybe six years ago, signs on a contender. It's like, oh, watch out. Like they have they have superstar John Wall. Six fucking years ago he played. And yeah, he was awesome when he was in DC. That's not moving the needle. The Clippers are good. Oh, that I, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. It's although I said this about Kemba, low risk, high reward. Is John Wall going to start on that team? Not necessarily, but we didn't think Reggie Jackson would make an impact. And as a sixth man, he was awesome for them. So John Wall, the last time he played, it wasn't six years ago. It was three years ago, and he averaged 23 points per game. There's someone in my apartment? I think so. Nope, most definitely is. Hello? Ah, no, it's the construction outside. I was like, because last night I was on a stream, and Hallie was trying to stay out of it, and like literally was next to me, and I almost lost my shit. So, I think John Wall is a good signing for the Clippers. He, whatever, like it's not, it's not the end of the world and it should be low risk, should be somewhat of a high reward. And they're coming back strong. I like, I like a lot of what they're doing. Abe on 12.01 AM, July 1st, which is Friday morning, Thursday night for you people. What's the craziest thing that's going to happen? Brunson will be a Dallas Maverick. You don't actually think that. I don't, but like it's the Knicks. That's what I like. If this was another team, I would say that, but just like the fact that there's always some certain level of comedy, not necessarily bad comedy. Like if Brunson signed four for 95 to the Mavs, give a shit Knicks fans, like whatever. It would have been cool to have him. Nice to have a guy, but 
you get out of paying $30 million to someone who can be the third, fourth best player on your championship team. But like, there's, that's why I'm still think there's a chance he goes back to Dallas is because like, it's the Knicks, like funny shit happens to the Knicks. And that would be funny. All right. I'm, I'm going to go with, I don't actually think it, I was going to say DeJounte to the Knicks, but let's go with, I think Miles Bridges gets a max contract on some poverty team. That That's what I think is going to happen. I don't see him resigning in Charlotte. I don't think at all. So I'll say that, yeah, he, he goes and he would be plays. a good Raptor. Cause he's just like six, eight and they're all six, eight and athletic. Yeah, he would be, but I think they got enough of those guys. Like why not Detroit? Why not Sacramento? Like, come on, Sacktown, Sabonis, Fox and Bridges. Like they, I could see Bleacher Report posting a, a Jersey swap of those three and, and, you know, people retweeting and shit. Yeah. This team could make some noise. Bleacher Report. <laughs> Eyes emoji. <laughs> this, this is the noise. That's pretty much it. All right, Eagle Sing, get in here real quick as we wrap this up. Uh, Are you officially like in college? What's your vibe? Yeah, I'm officially graduated high school now. Show us your diploma. I don't have a diploma yet. They we have to go get it July 11th. But I also do. You guys remember the award that I won last year for getting top in my business management class? Nope. Sure. Okay, so that happened. (laughs) <laughs> and I also got another one for my psychology class this year. Like they Congrats. called my name. Cool. So that, yeah, th- that was pretty well, cool. What am I thinking? Didn't quite. We didn't get to that unit actually. The answer is always the answer is always Sixers and Six. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Lamar is a running back. Um, also, I'm officially bilingual too, which is kind of cool. What does that <laughs> mean? I just did all my French courses through high school, so then you're like officially recognized by the government as being bilingual. Helps you get jobs and uh, you get paid more too. So the wait, who recognizes the Canadian or the French government? The Canadian government? What? What do you mean? I don't think the government has to recognize you as bilingual. Yeah, what do you get a bilingual like stamp on your passport? Um, No, like if you were to apply for a job type vibe. Yeah, it's like uh, yeah, something like that. So bilingual just in that in your country means I passed classes, not I speak more than one language. <clears throat> well no you need to have some kind of official like certification of it right 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 all right, all right. In, but in this country Eagleson, Eagleson. in this country in order to be bilingual you must be able to carry a conversation in a language that isn't your primary you can i can uh... we're gonna prove it right now eagleson tell me what the raptors do in free agency en francais um and it's you know what the... It's got to be a minute long. (laughs) Give us the full minute. Give us the full minute. We'll call it 30 seconds. You have to speak French for 30 seconds, and it all has to be about the Raptors. Oh, my God. Okay, the Leafs. No, no, no. The Raptors. The Raptors. The Raptors. Get the timer. Ready? Three, Uh, two, two. two. Uh, Donc, je pense que les Raptors set the fucking free agency. I don't know what that is. The signer DeAndre Ayton. A uh, no, my uh, je pense que Miles Bridges est un plus bon. Uh, fuck, this is bad. Um, it's pretty good. Uh, no, je sais pas. Je pense que Miles Bridges. You know what? Oh, you can stop. You proved enough to make <laughs> all he said was, I don't know. That is all you were that capable of saying. Oh, he said, I don't know, like 10 times. Je sais pas, is I don't know. That's all je pense que. I don't know. Basketball was not a good one for me to. Do that on what okay all right do you think you could have any conversation for 30 seconds in french like a yes, chipotle 100%. order okay, here we go here right. we go yeah. you you were you were going to the beach with your well no i'm not going to give you your script but okay. describe a weekend down at the beach with your family in depth okay three two one go uh l'autre jeudi moi puis mon famille on allait au le beach uh, près de Coburg et uh, on a un petit pique-nique on allait dans l'eau on joue avec un football um uh il y a des autres personnes qui est autour de nous qui uh, aussi joue le football avec nous uh, that's all i got 
kind of sexy, That's 20 kind of seconds. Sexy language. <laughs> nah, French is sexy. He said he, he's going to the beach with his family. He's having a picnic. They brought water. That was very specific of you to mention. And they <laughs> brought a football. football. But but football, what type of football? Wouldn't it have been soccer? No, they, they call it a football. Oh, football. And you play with other people. All right, very yeah. nice. Um, all right, so... Do you have anything else for us? Congratulations on graduating. Wow, we've been through with Eagleson for 75% of the <laughs> You guys career. have guided me through high school. Crazy. Kind of crazy. You couldn't even win a fucking superlative. Poverty. Poverty student. I am the top of my psychology class. I'll, I'll give that credit to you guys for torturing me on this damn podcast. Yeah, mentally strong. You're welcome. Take half credit for that. Jack can take the other half. Mm, Leafs can, can take. take a little bit. Yeah. All right. All right, boys. That's all we got for now as we head in. I'm going to go make some lunch and be different. Agency. Abe, final thoughts? Just there to be different, baby. Make lunch, go on a walk, shower. Just do different things than normal people. I will lead us into tomorrow. Eagleson? I'm going to be meeting that. I want to follow Abe into tomorrow. That was inspiring. I'm gonna me- I'm gonna be memeing that quote for a long time. Yeah, I think I'm <laughs> over it, but I appreciate your your diligence. Snapback fam, have a great holiday weekend. We'll be back probably like Monday night. Maybe I mean I'm bringing the I'm bringing the microphone in case of emergency. Let's just leave it at that. In case of emergency, let's just get let's just get some things out of the way. Abe. Sixers list of emergencies. Bradley Beal. Anything else that comes to mind? Doc Rivers getting fired. Okay. So Doc Rivers and Beal fired. DeJounte would be huge for the Knicks. Like he was literally an all-star, but he's right under the list. So Rand- say- Randall was an all-star too. Yeah. So I will say Donovan Mitchell or above. And you guys will get an emergency podcast this weekend. Otherwise, we'll hear, we'll talk to you guys on Monday. Happy Uh, Glizzies. Happy Glizzies. Much love. Peace.